tuned in to the First Day Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. It is Mike Curlin. Mike Curlin is documenting his brand new journey into a more aware and healthier lifestyle. You can find him on Twitter and follow along with his experience at OpenMikeK. Now here's Leanne and Mike to bring you the latest episode of The First Day Pod. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the First Day Pod. I am one of your hosts, Michael Govier. We're a couple minutes late on a live stream, so we apologize if you guys are just coming in. Uh, we are here. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then it starts when you press play, so it really doesn't even matter. We're excited to have on a special guest today, um, Leanne. Are you excited tonight? Oh, I thought I was the guest. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, you're um, on the show. Yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait. I have a whole bunch of questions. and um, Yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, our first day pod guest this evening is none other than Mike Curlin. Mike is a... Um, I knew him, first met him through Fantasy Baseball World, so he's an excellent fantasy baseball analyst and player himself, but he's much, 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 much more than that. And recently he started a new journey kind of documenting his own health, and you can go to at OpenMikeK on Twitter to follow that experience if you so choose. Mike is also is a first responder. He has a lot of facets to him. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, it is my privilege to have on the first day pod for the very first time, Mike Curlin. Hello, Mike. What is going on? Thank you guys for having me. Thank I'm you. I'm excited. This is definitely different. Like we were talking about it a little bit before we got on. All I know is fantasy baseball podcasting. All I know is fantasy baseball, and it's time to change things up a little bit. Same people, different conversation, and we have an awesome co-host over there in Leanne. Lee. <laughs> Leanne, right? That's how yes, I said it. you got okay. it. I'm just looking at how it's spelled and it's separated. My mom's name is May Ann and it's spelled uh, M-A-E-A-N-N. So it's like, that's why I'm like you got caught it. off guard, but at the same time, I like I like how you spell your name. It's really nice. Thank you. Thank you. I Yay! like how you spell yours. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very original. Yeah. I dropped the, I dropped the C-H and the A and the L and mm -hmm. make Mike out and add a K. It's... Uh, oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah unique. Wow! Yeah. Hell yeah! This is, what you brought, this is what you This is what you brought me on for, Mike. Right here. <laughs> well, we're really glad you came out. We're going to talk about your uh, whole journey here in a moment. But first, first day pot at protonmail.com. Send us an email, or you can DM us on Instagram or our Facebook page, Twitter, anywhere you find us. You can connect with us. We're still doing the book club every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We just started a new book last night, and we had a couple of new members. So we'd like to thank our new members for joining the book club last night. Right, Leanne? Pretty excited. Yeah, yeah it was so, so good. Thank you, guys. Um, the conversation, it's just, it's getting so good. And I like having the new people. And we had a new gentleman, so it's like starting to, it used to be like kind of, women heavy but um now it's starting to kind of even out which i'm really liking mike have you ever done a book club no i can't say i have not that i'm <laughs> against it not that i'm against it i do i am trying to get into reading i have failed that goal of mine to read every day because i'm tell i'm technically reading stats and stuff almost every day feels like but yeah i uh, book club's never been something i've ever done but not against it by any means <laughs> I was never a fan, or I never thought I'd be a part of a book club, but uh, I'm surprised. And I, Patrick Kelly here says, who are you calling a gentleman? And he's one of the <laughs> new members 
of our book club. So thank you, Patrick. It's great that you came aboard. Sorry that I was late last night. And we're working on Living, Loving, Learning by Leo Biscaglia. So we just got started. So if you want to be in part of things, DM us, firstdaypod at protimemail.com. Next Monday night, you can join us. We'll send you the link. But this week, we're focused on Mr. Curlin. And I think the first question right off the bat, Mike, is uh, why? You know, what's the impetus for this? First off, making it public, because you could keep this private, you know. Mm-hmm. You could have just done your own thing, made your own log about your food, and you know, you're know, you working on intermittent fasting. Uh, why don't you tell everybody kind of the whole focus of this entire thing? Uh, the why was literally just simple. Um, I w- finally, I, I kind of just woke up one day, and it felt like rock bottom at, to a point, like in terms of just like my overall health, the way I felt. Dude, have you, have you ever put on socks and been out of breath afterwards? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I'm sure I like, have. Yeah. When you have a hard time putting on socks in the morning because your stomach's in the way, there's a problem. And mm-hmm. um, I say that jokingly, but it's legitimately like people that are overweight have these issues like that. It's crazy mobility issues and all that. And I'm like, geez, like that. I'm 30 years old. I'm way too young. I got kids. But um, the, putting it out on social media and social uh, social platforms in general was more or less an accountability thing because you said it. I could keep it behind the scenes. But who's, but who's keeping me in check besides myself, who obviously I've failed for 10 years now doing that. So who's keeping me in check mm-hmm. other than everyone else now? Everyone else, not necessarily anyone is going to try to keep me in check, but I think people are people are, are legitimately encouraging me, people that are following along. And that kind of keeps me going in a sense, not because I feel the need to please them, but I feel the need that I feel this whole, that I am accountable now. I have people to prove it to other than myself that I can do it. And it was just kind of a way of saying, you know what? Let's put it out there. Plus, we all know this is a common issue. Like, what, what's happening to me, what I'm going through isn't anything special. I'm just trying to share my process, and I haven't shared as much as I'd like. I just haven't gotten around to those projects because of other projects. But um, altogether, all though, it's just been, uh, it's been fun, and it's been enlightening, and it's just, just kind of going with it. But how – see, because I thought of somebody who sent us a message a couple months ago about fat shaming because we were talking about – we were trying to get off sugar and it's not about fat shaming. That is, I want this to be very clear. It's not about trying to make people feel less than about their situations. Our situation for me and Leanne and quitting sugar, trying to get healthier is because we want to be healthier. And if we lose fat, that's a natural byproduct of that, which Mm -hmm. improves our, uh, you know, reduces diabetes risks and other health, cardiovascular issues. There's a lot of health factors that go into it. So it's not about, fat shaming at all and i want that to be clear so i wonder how you see that as well i hope i didn't take it that no 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 you didn't no i made that joke but i was kind of being serious because these are personal experiences i personally have issues with being overweight i mean i hit i never thought i'd see the day i hit 304 pounds mike that's a lot of weight wow i'm 6'1 i carry it well i've always carried it well but it got to a point where in pictures i could see it clearly these days and um, I've never thought I hit 300 pounds. So like I weighed in today, I was 10 pounds lighter, so I'm on the right track, but weight loss, Woo-hoo! like you said, thanks. Uh, what weight loss is kind of a primary motivator, but a secondary, uh, true secondary reasoning though, even though it's one of the things I'm really striving for is to lose weight, but it's ultimately to be healthier. And like you said, losing weight is, is like a byproduct of just being, trying to be healthier. I've actually cut out sugars, not, I'm not, I'm not, not all the way, but I've done a great. I've tremendously cut down. Like, like I've actually gotten to the self-control where I can have just one cookie. Normally it's one pack of cookies. Like that's where I'm at. Like I've transitioned to that. And there's most and more days than not so far. It's been 18 days or 19 days now. 
and I've, I haven't had sugar, like processed sugar every day. And honestly, I feel great. It's not just a physical wellness. I feel there's a mental clarity. I feel sharper. I'm able to actually focus and study up and do stuff that I haven't been able to do in a long time. And I thought a lot of it was just because I have, or I, I always was, I've had doctors tell me I had ADD without, I've never really been diagnosed. I never really went um, all, all the way. They always, they always were suspicious of it. My mom refused to get me tested type of thing when I was a kid. So my focus has already been like, hey, squirrel. And you know me, Mike. I'm, all, I'm squirrely all the time. Um, but this is like the first time in a long time where I'm able to sit down and focus on a singular task for more than two minutes, like three or four. So it's, it's improving. And I think a lot of that is the overall just wellness of my taking better care of myself as a whole. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's give it up for Ooh. Mike. Yeah. Ooh. Woo! I like that. I like that. I think that's fantastic, man. It's not about how you look. It's more about your long-term health. You know, yeah. it, it'll just be a natural byproduct that you'll lose fat. I mean, having too much fat and uh, unhealthy foods in your system will lead to disease. That's what it's mm -hmm. about. It's not about a look. If your main focus is a vanity obsession, you'll probably fail in the end. It could lead you somewhere, but I find that it would be more sustaining long-term if you you want to be around. And you have kids and a family, too, so that's another motivator and allows you to be like, you know, this isn't just about my uh, well-being. It's about being around for them and experience their life as long as I possibly can in, in a healthy way. And, you know, if you can't have just one, then you got to cut it out. That's why we have Dave Wolf on from, you know, Trigger Free Nutrition. He is admitted in his own his own experience that he just can't touch one and so he just cuts himself off completely but if you know if it's a progressive thing and then you wean off eventually or however you do it everyone's got their own experience as well so we try to keep it individualized as much as we can i agree and um a big thing with me is, is this is beyond a diet for the first time i could say that and I, I know it sounds cliche and kind of corny to call it a lifestyle change but i have made <laughs> legitimate changes in my lifestyle i'm trying to and the idea of keeping it and calling it a lifestyle change is that i want to keep this around for a long term i don't want it to be a three-month fad where i lose a bunch of weight get off this this whole thing and then turn around and next thing you know i'm gaining the weight back because it was just a diet it was just a fad i'm trying to change this long term so thus the term lifestyle change and Again, I know, again, it's a very cliche term, a very like corny term. Like, oh, people, like they say you need to make lifestyle changes, but I, I'm walking more. I'm like, I'm just overall more active with my kids. I use my, my, I take my kids outside a lot more. I'm actively trying to change my bad habits and make them into long-term good habits. And that's what this is also all about. Again, the weight loss change, I know the weight loss was kind of the focus of it when I started, but there's way more to it. And that's honestly part of it. I need to highlight, I probably should work on highlighting more on the social media platforms because... I want to be, I want to try to be relatable. I think there are so many people that go through this on on so many different ways. And I'm trying to show them I'm just a regular person. I really am. I'm you me and anybody who knows me, I I'm it's definitely I'm definitely just a regular normal person. But I'm trying to show them if I can do it, you can too. And again, very corny. I get it. But it's very true. I very I very honestly feel that way. If someone like me who literally spent the last 10 years struggling with just trying to better myself Finally saying, you know what, it's about time and radically doing so, just randomly waking up in a day in December before the new year. So it's not a new year, new me, but uh, <laughs> I'm okay with it being a new year, new me. I don't care. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what it is. As long as at the end of the day, I'm doing better for myself and trying to make those around me more encouraged to maybe do better for themselves. It's a win. Amazing. Amazing. So, okay. Can you, so you said that you've been struggling for 10 years. Um, oh, yeah. Looking back can you say like 
kind of what you think that your your actual issues were like for me I finally realized that I have a, an addiction to food which I never I was on diets off diets doing all of this kind of stuff and it wasn't until I was actually introduced which sounds so ridiculous that I didn't know that addiction happened around food then I could like kind of in retrospect look and be like that was my issue I was constantly like binging and then dieting and so do you have kind of like looking back what your issues were of what got well, you to where you were a thousand percent I'm with you when it comes to the food addiction. Like I thought that was like a made up thing for a long time. And then I watched a couple of documentaries and first off, I think I know it all when I'm done, but you know, you know I don't. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness though, you start, re you start just reading stuff. You start reading and you mentioned giving up sugar. You re you realize sugar, um, gives you the same pleasure systems as like heroin. I believe it was as okay. according to the studies I was reading. Mm -hmm. And so stuff like that, when you're getting the same pleasure from a, from food or from a processed food that other drugs give you. And then it's, that reasoning why you want to eat more of it. The same reason why you can sit down and eat a, a couple Doritos and then you end up eating the whole bag before you notice because your brain's telling you to eat more mm -hmm. and it's frustrating. So stuff like that, it wasn't even the whole like, like honestly, it was, one, it was a lot of willful, willful ignorance. I was like, I knew what was bad for me. I knew how to work out. I knew how to eat right. I just said I didn't care. I'm like, oh, I'll start tomorrow or I'll start the next day. A lot of it was just <laughs> Yeah, that's laziness. why we call it the first day of the rest of our lives yeah. podcast. Tomorrow's the first day, Mike. Yeah, the, the, the problem is, though, is you have to follow through because tomorrow never comes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. You have to follow through. And this is – and I like I actually went full vegan, like legit vegan diet, like for oh. two months at one point in my life. Oh. I felt the best I ever felt in my life. But the day I gave up was the day I went out to eat and I just smelt a cheeseburger, had to have one. And from there, <laughs> it went back down. It went, it went down the hill. But the reason why I felt so great, I'm not even advocating going that extreme because, you know, find what works for you. But – I felt so great because I was just eating more whole foods, more vegetables, just more everything, one ingredient foods. That's what I've kind of tried to go back to. I'm not vegetarian or vegan now. I just stick to, you know, one, I, I stick to the inter inter intermittent fasting and single ingredient foods. But going back to your question is just, again, I think I'm just, honestly, I'm really good at rambling. Um, <laughs> I'm really good at talking. I, I it's all making sense, believe minutes. it or not. Yeah, yeah. it's all making sense. But circling back, yes, I think it honestly is like you re don't realize you're addicted to food until you start giving this stuff up. Like it's been, like I said, it's been about 18 days now of eating better and I completely feel better. I feel so much better eating the cleaner, cleaner and I'm realizing I never needed those foods in the first place. Mm. I can say no to cookies now. I can say no to, like I haven't eaten my kids' sugary cereal, stuff like that. A little pick, you can pick at stuff here and there. I haven't eaten any of that stuff and I'm surrounded by it. Well, not as much. My kids are, like, we, my wife is part of like, she's trying to be better too. So she's, the, the, it's, it's a good, it's a good place to live right now. There's not a lot of that stuff in the house right now. But even if there was, like I go to the firehouse because you mentioned first responder. So I go to the firehouse, there's cookies on the counter. There's ice cream available at the Dollar General down the street. I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to getting that stuff anymore. And that's kind of one of the first changes I've noticed. I haven't even felt the urge to go. I went to the Dollar General yesterday. Didn't feel the, I didn't even walk in. I didn't feel the urge to go get anything. I didn't need anything. I brought my food to work. That's so awesome. stuff like that. It's like I mean, it's that, that, that addiction is where it all kind of – I failed multiple times. And I think a lot of it was just – another part of the reason why I failed so much was trying to go too hard too fast. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing. Like, so like, like I mentioned, radical changes – I became a vegan overnight. Like what? <laughs> like yeah. really? It worked for two months, and then I crashed hard and never recovered. That was the last time I died, like three or four years ago. Oh. Well, look, this whole world is riddled with cliches, so it's mm -hmm. 
You don't even have to say that because whether you make a lifestyle change or you say it's not a diet, all of those are cliches because this is an industry in itself. It's been perpetuated and pushed, repackaged in hundreds of different ways. And like Patrick Kelly says here, you know, 98% of diets fail and people return to their original weight within five years. But it's all about lifestyle balance and moderation. I think that's a good point, Patrick. I know in 2010-11, I lost 60 pounds, and uh, you know I finished P90X. I, I did it Ooh. truly. I did it all the way through back in the day. No, no bullshit. No, uh, no I like half ass in it. So I, 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 did, I actually I did the first month of insanity and then hurt myself and failed. But I did it. <laughs> exactly. I did the first. I did the first month and dude, that stuff like if you actually eat and work out to that, you'll you'll see the results. But I apologize. I'm not the host. You're telling a story. No, I you're right. Sure. The point is that. I went back to the original weight in probably yeah about five years. I really did because I hadn't I hadn't really reformatted what I was doing. I just kind of went obsessive on a new strategy, but I didn't change my ways for good because I would have and I mean Leanne have argued about this the the cheat day you know Sundays were cheat days, and I think now. After my experience, they're just gateways to eventually going back. I think for me, for me, I have to cut that out entirely. There can't be a cheat day because then one cheat day becomes two days in a row. And just like you were saying, Mike, three days in a row, you, you go on a vegan diet for a couple months, then you crash, and then all the days are gone, and they become repetitive back to the old ways. So I, I, that's how I feel about those now. Me cheat days too. are a great thing. I love that you mentioned that. They're a great thing in terms of great conversation piece, not a great thing because – you're right. That cheat day turned into cheat days that turned into cheat weeks and then turned into it was legitimately because I would I would do the cheat days. Now I've honestly turned to cheat moments. I'll have a couple <laughs> bites really I'll have a couple bites of chocolate and walk away. That's my nice. cheat moment. That that fixed my that fixes that craving. As long as I walk away, drink some water, go work out, then I don't the craving goes away. I have to walk away from what I'm doing though. But I've learned I've learned to personally transition to cheat moments. Little things. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die if I have a single Reese's cup. I'm gonna die if I have that bag of them that's right in front of me. Oh my gosh, like, I love that. Or honestly, I had like the other day I had a cookie, it was amazing. I ate half through the other half in the trash because I won't go dumpster diving. That's <laughs> so amazing. Well, it's good for you because I'm not above that. <laughs> Yeah. That's what, but that it, it, this isn't. I, I don't know. Again, it, it's a. It's a part of part of it's motivating. Part of it is um, just trying trying to stick to this. I mean, I'm, I feel committed. I'm doing well. I'm getting. Like I guess I'm really. I'm putting, again, putting it out there makes a big difference personally for me. It doesn't. A lot of people don't want to put it out there. You won't, you haven't seen pictures of me before and after because first off, I'm not at the after. But the before pictures are embarrassing. I won't put those out there yet. The the um, actual pictures of me working out are embarrassing. I'm I, I'm not saying like I'm not holier than thou. I'm not. Putting it out there doesn't make me braver than anybody. I'm just willing to document some of it openly, the stuff that I feel like might be helpful and maybe motivate others to kind of do this with me. But there are parts of it that I'm still just as vulnerable as anybody else. I'm just trying to show parts of what's going on because I want to show that even though I'm vulnerable, I'm still willing to take on the criticism and put it out there. And look, I, I even mentioned I was honest when I failed. My, I, I had a hard time eating for three days. I ate. I still fasted. But in my eating window, I did not eat well. So I was pretty much breaking even. I think I even gained a pound or two probably during those days as well. Got back to eating right the last three days. I feel great again. So it's just a matter of being be, obvious, being honest. I'm, I'm, again, I'm a real person. I'm a real person with weight issues, with food addiction issues, going through these struggles. And I know people can relate. I just put it out there. But again, there's still, still things I'm keeping to myself. Well, it's a whole country of processed food. 
it's been oh, pushed dude, upon so. all of us with advertising. Um, it's every time you watch a football game or you watch your favorite TV show, all the advertisements are mixed around these Doritos and sodas and even sodas try to put a spin on it now and Coke Zeros and the diets are just as bad as the regular sodas in the end for you. So it's, it's a maddening experience. It's exhausting. And we're talking with Mike Curlin. You can check out his Twitter handle at open Mike K follow his experience. One of the things you have mentioned and I want to hear more about is the intermittent fasting. So why is that one of the things you've chosen? Are you just curious about it? Or have you talked to people who you respected that said, hey, I really uh, found some positive results with this intermittent fasting? So it was between a, a YouTube worm, like a rabbit hole and a couple of articles I started reading. And I've tried it in the past. My wife's done it successfully in the past. Really enjoyed the way she felt on it. Um, I failed two other times at it, I think. Two or three, two other times, I think. And a lot of it was just getting used to, you know, pushing yourself to actually meet that the whole the whole window and all that but from what from what i'm gathering from it it's essentially like i'm doing i'm not doing like daily i'm not fasting one once a day there's different ways to do it um there's like a five two where you fast for two full days and then you eat for five regular days and then there's like oh i forgot there's a few other diets but i'm doing the 16 8 where i fast for 16 hours eat for eight Lately, I've been doing more of like an 18-hour fast and, and eat for six because once I hit a certain point, I'm not hungry. But the part, part of it that, um, that really intrigued me was that at a certain point, again, this is paraphrasing a lot of the stuff I've been reading and uh, watching, is just that um, your body starts, it starts breaking down the fat molecules to create energy. And it's in a good way. It's also giving your body a chance to rest in terms of the digestion process. So your body's not always working. And all these things that, and then once you break a fast, you break it with certain foods because then it opens up, then because your insulin spikes and then it only takes in certain foods to the cells, et cetera, et cetera. I'm getting really more in depth than I'm actually wow. probably should because I'm not as educated as I'm, I'm still working on educating myself more on that stuff. But overall, it's just, I, again, I found it works for me. It's not for everybody. There's people that actively speak out against it with very valid arguments. But it works for me. It helps me. It help, not only does it help suppress my appetite, control what I eat, made me more mindful of what I eat. But it also has kept my calorie – it's keeping me at a calorie deficit, or like I said, or if I have a bad day, I typically break even because the idea of you know being uh, losing weight, if you're trying to lose weight as a part of it, is, is creating that calorie deficit, burning more than you're taking in, thus mm -hmm. losing the weight that comes off with it. So, um, But the, the, the pros for me have been I don't pick anymore. And what mm -hmm. I mean by pick is like I have kids. You, you make them eggs in the morning. You make them cereal. You – do whatever you like throughout the day. You're just like for lunch, you're making them chip. Like you, you might throw some chips on a plate with a sandwich. I'm not picking at those chips. I'm not picking at the cereal. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but what it has done is given me that, that discipline to be like, and that awareness of what I'm putting in my body. Cause now mm -hmm. it's like how many, like sure a handful of Cheerios wasn't going to hurt me, but a handful of Cheerios, a handful of chips a couple times a day. And then, you know, just little things like that add up. And then late at night, I don't eat, I don't eat past like today. I finished eating around seven or so. I'm not going to be eating till tomorrow at one. And I'm good with that. Like I'm just drinking water and black coffee, and um, but again, it's I'm just remaining mindful. I'll be up. I'm gonna be up late tonight, so it might be a little bit of a struggle, but it's okay. I just chug some water and go to bed, man. It's and um, I'm not, but don't get me wrong. If I feel like I also read my body, if I feel really bad, if I feel crappy, if I'm really struggling, I'm not gonna push it myself either. I'm gonna I will break my fast if I truly feel like I'm crappy and need to eat or need to put supplement in my body. So that is you have to be really in tune with what with with how you feel. And I've been I've even worked out plenty of times while fasting and felt better when I was done working out actually. And pretty good during the workout. So huh. 
again, it's a matter of, but again, it always goes back to what works for you. And I found this has worked for me for various reasons to this point. That's awesome. And I think the lifestyle, when you look at it like a lifestyle change, that's when you can do that. Like I'm going to break today because I need to break today. Where if it's a diet, you're not going to want to break. But when you look at it like this is the rest of my life and one break tonight because I need it isn't going to throw me off kilter. Um, yeah. The, um, you, we're talking about water. So have you always been good with your water intake or is that something that you're trying to work on now? I'm always curious because I struggle. <laughs> it, it's, it's always been up and down with me. And usually it goes with my diets because with my, what do they say? Oh, you need to get a gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. I've stopped um, pushing for a certain amount. I drink when I'm thirsty. It's that simple. I drink when I'm thirsty, or if I know I'm going to go for a nice long walk, if I know if I move, or if I know I'm going to work out, I'll drink a little extra to supplement through the workout. Plus, you know, I drink while I'm doing it, but not as much, you know, because I don't want my body to burn out either and be and become dehydrated. And I understand dehydration pretty well. Not not no expert, but I just between playing sports my whole life and then being a first responder with you know being on the paramedic side of things, you just see what dehydration does to the body. I do try to make sure my pee is always clear. As weird as that sounds, like I think that's a, obviously a good indication that you're hydrated. But you also <laughs> you, don't, you do want to be careful though because you can't overhydrate. So that's why I won't force more water than I need to. I drink when I'm thirsty, and that's honestly what I try to stick to. I think if you drink when you're thirsty, you'll be fine. That's all it takes. Well, if anything, I actually will drink when I'm hungry too. I forgot to mention that I will drink when I'm hungry first oh. to make sure. To make sure. Well, there's two reasons. One, to make sure it's not thirst that's driving that feeling of hun- hunger. Because sometimes you feel like you're hungry when you eat. You're like, I'm still hungry. No, or or, or it triggers the thirst. You realize sometimes it was thirst triggering that feeling of hunger. So I lied. I will drink when I'm hungry as well to make sure, and I will drink before a meal to help fill me up more. Hey, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Oh, man. See, these slogans are in our head. These sugary, sugary nightmares. I got to tell you, I got a book in the mail the other day. Um, Leanne, you bought it for me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very nice of you. But it's from Dave Wolf, who's going to be on our show on the 26th, right? Two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Two weeks from now. And he's been on our show many times. Him and his mother, Judy, they've started this sugar-free movement. And they're very, very hardcore about it. And they've... They've, do, they've done wonders for other people, and that's what's great about them. They create support groups, and I just wanted to thank Dave personally on the show today. Thank you, Dave, for sending this. He personally signed it and even said on the opening page here, Michael, I honor your journey and my small part in it. Keep going. I believe in you. Your friend, David Wolf. Thanks, David. It's called The Fix of Four Cravings. It's that simple. So uh, I've just started looking at it, and uh, I will keep you guys posted on what I think of it because I – I know that this will help me, and it doesn't mean I have to take everything from this book, but if there's parts of it, I'm pretty confident will help me, and they can help others, too. So we'll keep sharing that as we go along. We also want to thank uh, Will Mims for creating our new uh, logo, which is behind Leanne there. You can't see the sun, but uh, it's... Yeah, it's back there. You know, we I'm have the like sun. you're yeah, the sun. She's yeah. the sunshine, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, for you for listening to the podcast, you can't see it, but if you are listening to the podcast, you can see the logo on whatever format you are listening to the show. So thank you, Will, for all the uh, wonderful new treats you sent us. We're very grateful for that. Yes, all thank right. you. Uh, so I oh, should yeah. actually before you go, I should. This is a great. Um, so Dave and um, a couple of his other kind of people that are in the no sugar, they have right now, it's called the quitsugarsummit.com, and it's a free summit all week. So it's from the 11th to the 17th. Today's like day two. They have, I think, like 
in its entirety, they're going to have 50 experts on that are going to be talking about, you know, how how bad sugar is, what it's actually doing to your body, tactics, ways of, of working this out. And the way that it works is every day is free. So you can sign up. They'll send you emails. You have 24 access to all of those um, people that were talking. And then the next day it goes off like after the 24 hours. You can pay to get all of the talks. Um, but if you can just stay up on it and see the ones that you want, then you can have it as a free uh, summit which they want just to be able to get this out to everybody. So um, it's quitsugarsummit.com. So you guys can check it out. Even though we're going on to day three tomorrow, I mean, there's still, you know, three more days left. So that's it. Oh, it's never too late. That's awesome. Mm -mm. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Dave. I have have a question for you too. Is that okay? No, you can't. We only ask you questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hate hate to barge in as as the host, but um, I'm genuinely, no, you mentioned quitting sugar. How long have the two of you quit and how are you feeling from it? Mike, you go. Whichever one well, look, look, we started November 5th. We tried to quit sugar. November 5th was just a couple months ago, two months ago. And uh, it has not been a consecutive streak. We'll be honest about that. It's been ups and downs. But we've, mm-hmm. we've been kind of like you. Uh, we've had our moments, and we've been on good runs, and then there's been slippages, and it's just part of the game. So right now uh, I'm on a decent streak again, but, you know, I – it's just never-ending battle, and uh, I know it's not good for me. I, I read about it a lot. I listen to people like you. I, I listen to people come on this show, like Dave and Judy, and it's just a thing that m- I might be one of those people where I just cannot have it at all because if I have it once, I want to keep having it. And the fact that you're able to have these moments, that's going to be really curious, Mike, to see if these moments end up having a long-term impact and stay that way, and then you cut them out entirely because that would be a big success story. So I've... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, bugging you about that for a while. Well, there are moments like I actually I mentioned, and there were kind of bigger moments. Those like that three day I struggled, a three day little hiatus, a hiatus. Like I said, yeah. I st- but it was funny because I would eat like a good meal, like a healthy meal. Then I would eat a little heavy with a treat in between I shouldn't have had. But then like today, in the last three days, I haven't had any processed sugar at all. No cookies, no snacks, no nothing. So they have truly been moments. It's not even a daily moment. It's a moment once here, once there. So it's like I have been going back and forth actually. But what's helped me, maybe it's just a mental thing. Maybe it's like a psyching myself out thing is I literally, I look at that food and I say, that's how you got here. You know what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't deserve, like pretty much like, I talk, I talk, psych myself out of it. You know what that tastes like. You've had that cookie. You've had that piece of cake. You've had it all a thousand times. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's one more of like a, you look, look, look what it did to you. You were not a happy person. You are happier now. But, and, you were, and I don't want to – I know mental illness is a big deal. We could talk about depression. But I've never dealt with depression. I, I can honestly say as lucky as I, I've been very fortunate because depression is very real. And where I was at was a low place but never to, never a point where I was depressed. And, like, I just – there was a sadness. But it wasn't – I wouldn't classify as depression. But regardless, my point is is because um, I know I'm getting kind of dark. But I'm saying, like, I'm just – like, I'm kind of mean to myself. But I got to be – I'm pretty much just trying to be real with myself in these, in these moments. So it's like, yeah, I cave and have these cheap moments, but I try, I, I try not to because I literally look at that food, and that's why I throw the cookie away. I have a bite or two. I'm like, was it really worth it? Was that was that worth it? Because now you feel guilty the rest of the day, or <laughs> you, might, you might wake up, you might wake up and feel a little bloated or feel a little uncomfortable. Well, you know what that feeling is. You don't like that feeling, so right. why give yourself that feeling? So that's why it's again, maybe it's a little meaner to, to myself than I need to be, but I like to look at it like I'm keeping it real with myself, like. 
you got here for a re you got this far you, you got this far in a negative way for a reason you want to get a certain place in a positive way that that it's not a straight line there but it's easier to remind yourself how to get there faster is by avoiding the things that got you at the starting point in the first mm -hmm. place yeah and it's funny because that's what you'll say is like oh maybe that's me being mean to me but like hoovering down like a whole bag of cookies is not nice to you so yeah, but nobody same. looks at it like that like as soon as i remember i went on uh, a few months ago i went on the celery juicing thing mm -hmm. where you do like celery juice every morning and it took like forever for me to do whatever do you know how many people said i don't know do you think that's healthy do you think that's safe <laughs> like do you think you should do that meanwhile we could go to mcdonald's and i could get like supersize everything and nobody says hey, do you think that's healthy? No, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Grab me some extra fries. Like, it's such like a weird thing, you know? So talking to yourself and being honest about it, I think it's the way to go. Even if it is a little bit harsh, it's not, you're not calling yourself like, oh, you know, I'm I'm ugly and I'm this and I'm that. You're just saying, hey, man, like, <laughs> Been there, done that. Do the I know how it feels. <laughs> like, it's exactly. It's yeah. reflecting and learning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also like to talk to myself a lot. That's kind of oh. a weird thing, though. But, yeah. Well, that's a good thing. People need to talk to themselves more often. I think that's a very healthy thing to do because you've learned these behaviors. I've learned these behaviors. You didn't, you didn't come into this world saying, you know what? I need an Oreo. That wasn't the first thing on your mind when we were born. None of us were. And I would like to argue that and say I, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we could have another podcast about that. But... You didn't. You don't have a mental health aspect to this as much, which is interesting. I mean, you, not no, like an right. illness. It's, no, no, so. no. You're right. I understand because a lot of people usually when they struggle with weight and struggle with other things, there's usually a depression factor or something else. Just, or you're covering. Yeah, you're trying to avoid something else in your life. Stress. You know. No, I, I straight up was lazy. I was straight up lazy. <laughs> like okay. I, it was. It was. It was. I was like, a, like, what is it? Like a sloth. Like whatever that the the, yeah. the sin is. Um, I can't think of the word. Glutton. I was I was very much sorry. You can read. Glutton is okay. Go ahead, say it. Oh no, I just saw you pop up the comment. Oh, that doesn't mean so anything. Just... You can see he is eighty, just like you, Leanne. Just yeah. like, I yeah. just don't look. Yeah, I only I... look like I'm looking from your chin up because I can't look where those comments are. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm like squirrel. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad with them, but that's why I was like I stopped what I was doing. But yeah, it's it's um I just honestly it was a lot of it was laziness and a uh, a willful ignorance. Yeah. But the fact that I acknowledge that is is a step farther than I've come in a long time. That's huge. That is so crucial. People try to justify our food supply. It's a nightmare. It's a real mess. I, I actually wonder, you have children, so do you think about that now? Like, do you think you have an obligation to maybe, like, limit sugar in these things? The more things that you're starting to learn about these foods, or are you just going to let them figure it out on their own? I let them be kids still. I don't completely take everything. Like we don't do white bread in the house. Um, we don't. We do a lot of whole grain stuff, a lot of healthier options, a lot of smoothies. You know, fun stuff that is still healthy-ish, but like not like obviously smoothies. They're, they're not terrible. Like if you do them right, but they're not the healthiest food either. But um, you know, like we'll treat them with like some Lucky Charms here and there. But a lot of times we get the we get organic cereal a lot, a lot, organic oats and stuff. So we're teaching them proper habits. But we do give in. Like we buy organic fruit snacks, but they're still fruit snacks. Like just because they, <laughs> like, they they're still yeah. just because they're organic doesn't mean, mean they're healthy. So I'm full like I'm fully aware. But what we do is we try to limit it. We try to limit it. We let them be kids. At the same time, teach them. And I, I'm again I'm very harsh on myself. And maybe that's maybe that is a negative because I'll look at my son and be like, you see what you're eating there? Keep eating that. You're gonna look like me. That's why I tell my kids. 
I'm, it's I, possible. I, sh- I shit you not, man. It's I possible. I, and my kids, because my kids, are, I'm like for the longest time. Again, before a month ago, I wouldn't take them outside to ride their bikes. I wouldn't do these things. I was too lazy. Too. But it's not how you would look though. It's how you would feel like you too, that, which was well, that, not yeah, good. Yeah, no. But I think I, I feel like maybe, and maybe I'm that's projecting the wrong idea of my kids. You're right because now I now that I'm going to make them think that looks matter as much as they do, and they really shouldn't. I just think being healthy matters, and being healthy usually leads to being, you know. N- in better shape and stuff. So maybe I'm portraying the wrong message to my kids. So that's something I actually work on as a parent. And that's fine. I, this conversation was actually helpful. Well, mood actually, and attitude like he's is related, surprised so. that something was helpful on this show. <laughs> Yay! Well, think about it. I mean, we, we just self-reflect on something I do wrong as a parent. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. What? I'm, I'm, I'm t- yeah, I know. I know. Crazy. How did we get crazy. the guy who wasn't perfect on the show? Ridiculous. Gosh. No, Gosh, I, I mood and attitude is really affected by these foods that we eat. Yes. And that's... That's the key about it. Is the physical part is obvious. What people miss the most, and something I really found out when I'm eating good here on these streaks, you know, I just bought $200 with the ribeyes at Costco over the weekend. So I'm really, yeah, oh, they're great. Ribeyes taste great, and there's no sugar or carbs. So I'm fine with that. And the fats are good for us. People, I'm not trying to be negative to the vegan crowds or to vegetarians, but there are animal fats that are good for us. And the 70s and the 60s that push this notion about heart attacks all the fat clogs your arteries it's the other things that clog your arteries the sugars and these carbs create all this buildup too it's not just that it was like we have to fight so many misnomers and uh, a lack of understanding and awareness like, like you said yourself mike i didn't know this stuff initially i went on this first journey of discovery about sugar and food when i turned 30 and i lost all that weight that's when i had my first foray you know so you're right on schedule man uh, i think you should be Proud of yourself. And the fact, I didn't document my journey back then. You are. And but what, do you have a goal right now, or are you just kind of taking it day by day? Uh, so I think I, I think I mentioned behind the scenes a little bit. Like, I did want to start, like, a secondary, maybe a podcast or YouTube channel, just something that's more open. But between, honestly, like, you mentioned fantasy baseball being a hobby of mine. It's a passion as well. And I do so much time on that stuff that that kind of does take the forefront, especially as we enter baseball season. So maybe I should try to make time for this more. I really should. But ultimately, I'm okay right now. I'm I'm in a good place. And I think the little bit I am doing to put it out there is good for now. It's I would like to do more because I think it really can encourage others to just be more self-aware about things. And the big thing – and I don't know. I just – I, I, I'm just, I'm good. Like, I, I, you're right. I do. I just take it day by day, man. I really, I wake up every day and I remind myself, it's just another day. Like, you don't, like, I, trying to think too far into the future has also been an issue. If I, if I set myself, like, if I set a goal, like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds this month and I miss that goal, yeah. then I get, re- I get really down on myself and I just give up. If I literally look at it like, I want to make every day good, I want to be consistent, I want to build good habits. Mm-hmm. Every day is a new day. Another cliche for the show, of course. Um, and I really do. I wake up every morning and I just try to remind myself, conquer today. Like, do today. Worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, but do today. Yeah. Awesome. When it comes to my, 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 my health. When it comes to bills and stuff, that's another part thing. But when it comes to my personal <laughs> health, it is a day-by-day process and idea now. I, I've transitioned from thinking uh, long-term on that. Well, you can always come on this show and document your journey anytime you want, Mike. Seriously. So if you don't, you know, if you find yourself like, hey, you know what? I haven't checked in. You can have, you have a standing invite. Any month you want to come on back and talk more about this. Because we're trying to connect with people like you and me and Leanne. All three of us are just regular Joes, regular Janes. Mm -hmm. We're we're not 
unique. We're quite common. And I know that there's a lot of other people out there like us. And that's why we started doing this podcast in the first place, because we know we're not alone. And when you started doing yours, it just reminded me, at least, that, wow, see, I knew it. I knew there's other people like that. And they're, they're just in hiding, you know, like, You've come out of the woodwork. I think that takes a lot of credit and courage, and it should be commended. I don't think this should be like, oh, it's no big deal. No, this is a big deal. Not everybody's willing to do this. So good job. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate that. I just have a hard time. One, I've always been bad with compliments. So I thank you. And well, I that's America, those. man. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, some people are really like, oh, oh, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, like, you're right. I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm, I take I'm that like, back. <laughs> America is filled with like a giant head of hot air. You're right. Never mind. I was going to say, yeah, you're, you, so. you realize what TikTok is, right? Like, yeah. come on now. It's all about, what is it, they call it clout chasing. Like, that's, 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 that's stop. Honestly, and no. I just look at it like this because, again, uh, because, and I work, because I work as a first responder, I see, like, the thing is that drove me crazy and still does when I say it out loud. I see, like, I literally treat people with these illnesses we just you were mentioning almost daily. Mm-hmm. Diabetes, heart disease. I, I see people die way too young because of how they treat themselves. And this that should have woke me up a lot longer because I've been doing this for going on five years now. Five years next month. Wow. And I've seen it for, I've seen it for beyond that. But, you know, it starts clicking. And as I'm getting older and understanding the, the that the fact that at 30 years old, I can have, you know, I could be, I could get diabetes. I can have high blood pressure. I can have high cholesterol. It, it starts hitting home more because I'm like, crap, I'm not, I'm not old. But I'm not young anymore either. I'm not, I'm not, this is the age where everything starts hitting you more. Like it definitely starts kicking you right in the ass and running. Hey, if I could spare you 10, I'm 40 now. If I could spare you 10 more years of mistakes I'd made, I would love to impart that upon you, you know, make change now. I really beat myself up for for almost a decade, man. Like I said, I hit oh, yeah. four pounds. Like that's not the heaviest person you'll ever meet. That's not the heaviest person that will go through what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's a lot of weight, man. Like if I can reach my goal, my goal by my birthday was thirty. I, last year was supposed to be thirty for thirty, a play on the whole ESPN thing. This year I'm going <laughs> thirty one for thirty one. I want to lose thirty one pounds on my thirty first birthday in May. So middle of May, I'm already ten pounds there. So obviously it's a realistic goal, and then from there we'll just keep going. But um. Okay. I, I, that's kind of like the first like if you want to talk about long-term goals i'm trying to keep it like fun and remind myself okay and it leaves me a little room for error like like the other days so because i have so much weight to lose if i just just being healthier it'll come off but yeah it turned it started off as i want to lose weight to i just want to be healthier that's where i'm at now beautiful awesome. and where do you where do you document so do you, you do twitter do you do anything else just just twitter i was thinking about like there was a podcast idea because i love podcasting <laughs> um but at the same time again i just have so many commitments i don't want to i don't want to half-ass it mm-hmm. i don't but i have so many commitments and it's a, 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 you see these excuses i'm giving these are the same excuses <laughs> that stopped me from doing this for 10 years so i need to get off my ass and just do them but i've talked to a couple of people behind the scenes on helping out and i might even just start maybe a my thing was is even a solo podcast and it wasn't even to it was just more way to be vocal about my experience and putting it out there so people can see the real struggles the, the just again being authentic because you see these weight loss stories and you never know the person i'm trying to, and not that i have a huge following on twitter but I, you know i use my my bigger platform to promote like this thing i'm doing and although my platform isn't huge my point is is that more a lot more people might know who i am in terms of like being a regular person and maybe they could follow along and just just understand that like this is a real person going through a real struggle not some some person that glamorizes it to be like easy or simple or just to be bigger than what it is it's really i'm just a regular person trying to better myself and hopefully one or two people take something away from it and maybe it'll make them want to be better well i liked i actually really liked that you were only on twitter 
Um, Because I've always thought about documenting and I think documenting is so, it's so good because it's cathartic for you too. Um, Like I'm a big one for journaling and stuff, but to be able to do that, but doing it on Instagram, you need to like curate photos and get all that stuff together. Mm -hmm. And if you do it on Facebook, you've got to have like posts and all this kind of YouTube, you've got to edit your videos. Like, I love what you're doing with Twitter because you can just go and have a porn star mustache and go up in your car and just do it. And I think that is amazing. And I would... I would suggest like even just for the next year, just staying on Twitter and like hopping on with your video or doing audio or just doing the like thing that you're doing right now because I think that's encouraging. Like it's encouraging for me. I've never used Twitter. Um, But I'm like thinking maybe that'll be good for me to do it because it's kind of a low maintenance thing that people can actually like engage in. I thought Mm -hmm. it was brilliant. I did think about taking essentially, and that's what I'm using for it. It's almost like you see day 18, day 12, like I'll document. And it's pretty much like a, it's like a, like you said, it's like a journal. It's like almost like my personal diary, but it's not personal. It's out there in the open. And the idea is not only to help me keep track of what the hell's happening and when it happened, but if I want to do a video and maybe do a monthly recap, I can take those notes. I have them. So yes, I, I definitely have used Twitter for that. I just feel like I could be doing more, but at the same time, I don't want to over to overdo it. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm just kind of okay with what, where it's at. And maybe at the, again, the journey, I don't plan on the journey ending, but maybe when I hit a certain milestone, I'll launch a project or something to highlight wh- where I started, where I've been and where I'm at, and then go from there. There are ideas. It's just not a good time. <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I keep stressing that, but there's no such thing as a good time. You have to make the time good. Yeah. See, don't excuses uh, will just pile up. Sometimes good you just, excuses. Yeah, well, we all are, Mike. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone there. This uh, even Canadians make excuses, right, Leanne? I've met some, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's actually all answer your question that you had for us before that I didn't want to answer uh, about how we're doing with the sugar. So on my end of it, Mike's doing much better than I am. Um, so he'll actually have those moments that he'll kind of break down, or whatever, and and have a you know, whatever. I, it's like daily. So when you say like, how long have you been like off of it? Uh, so about four hours because like this afternoon I was doing really good. Like I keep doing really good. And then my sugar is done. Like I have zero craving. You can put, I've literally had cheesecake in front of me and I, it does not do anything for me anymore. So the actual sugar, um, I'm good with now, which I never thought I would be there. Um, but the carbs, that's where my excuses come in. It's like, hmm. well, is it really going to hurt me if I have a little bit? Well, if this is a good one, then maybe I can have that. And so like, it was dumb today. I was just like, everything was good. Everything was fine. And there was like a piece of like a bread, like a, uh, I don't know. It was like bread, but yeah. it was like hard on the outside and soft on the inside and mm. warm. Oh boy. Like a so, French baguette or something. Yeah, it was like that, but it was like a... Oh, I know my uh, breads. Oh, my gosh. Hey, so let's I'm talk breads. Literally yeah. staring at it. And I should have just walked out of the room is what I should have done. But instead, I'm staring at it. And it was like, will it really hurt you if I have a little bit? Maybe if you just have a little bit, then you won't think about it anymore. And I went through all these, like, stupid things. Yeah. Ate it. So it did nothing See, for me. I don't avoid the carbs yet. I'm not there. I mm-hmm. definitely avoid anything processed. So, like... It, it, and when I try, when I go for my breads, I try to do stuff again that's the least amount of ingredients as possible. I really try to keep it grains yeah. more than like the processed like bleach flour and all that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, carbs, carbs are, are harder. Good. Janice is right. They so, are. Leanne, that's positive. Take Janice's advice and understand yes. that it's the harder part of a journey well-traveled, and you're still battling every day, and you're aware, and you're focused, and that's what Mike's doing. Mike is aware, and he's more focused, and he's got more knowledge on this subject than he's probably ever had. Isn't that fair to say, Mike? Yeah, or it's one it's one of those things that's like you forget you know these things, and then you're reminded how dumb you were to ignore them this whole time. That, uh, that works, too. <laughs> yeah, but you're not even ignoring it. It's just no, these chemicals are controlling you. They're controlling Dude, me. I they do are. feel so much better just giving up uh, processed foods. Though. That's pretty yes. much like the big – that's the first thing I gave up was, like, all the processed stuff. Again, the occasional pack of gummies or something, but – like I told you, my kids have organic gummies. Those are not processed. At <laughs> That's all, not right? a lie. That's true. It's true. But but it's yeah. like yeah, I feel so much better. Just like mentally sharper, physically more energy, and natural energy at that. Yep. Almost every day, just because again, it's just a cleaner lifestyle, and I don't want to go back from feeling this way. But somehow I always relapse in a sense, and I'm ho- and I'm really my goal is to not. I'm focused on not doing so, and I really feel stronger than ever, stronger than I have in a long time. That I won't go back to that uh, that feeling. Hell yeah, Mike. That's great. Uh, Patrick is trying to taunt us with Irish soda bread. Not cool, Patrick. Not cool. All right, Mike. Not cool for you, Mike, putting it up there. We didn't have to see that. Mm. (laughs) No, that's part of the experience. You have to face it head on, okay? You can't hide. Uh, Mike, uh, we'll wrap up the show here. Why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you as you continue along on your journey? It's real simple. At Open Mike K. Open mic was taken, but uh, it's the idea. A lot was, of open mics. <laughs> well, the idea was to be a play on words. When I realized Mike sounds like Mike, but then I'm like, that's not that clever. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I thought I was being clever, but it's really open Mike K. The idea is to be to be open with everybody. So that's where I'm documenting everything daily. Um, yeah, kind of going from there, seeing what happens. Hell yes, it's fantastic. We're very proud of you. I'm proud of you. Um, you know, I'm glad that I got to meet you last year, and now I'm you know, friends with you, and I'm really impressed by the effort here. This is not easy to do. I know I said that earlier, so I am going to give you a lot of credit, Mike. Proud of you, and uh, we thank you for helping us spread the word on this type of thing because the more people that come out of the woodwork like yourself, the more people will feel support, and they'll identify with it. They really will. Will you come back? Oh, of course, and honestly, guys, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed these conversations. It's it's a nice change in pace, and it's nice to be open and vulnerable because again, like you said, a lot, a lot more people can relate to this than you realize. And I'm not special, but I'd like to think that maybe some, again, if I could just help one person, it'd be great. Like one person, just one person sees this and says, you know what? I like how he's talking. I like what he's doing. I like what they're doing. I like what we're like, what they're hearing. The goal is to try to just better everybody, to better everybody around you. It's just, the world's too angry. Yeah. Well, we're about support, love, Wisdom, empowerment, education. That's what we're focused on here. The old ways and the new ways. We're going to talk about the old ways, try to perform the new ways. And the more people we connect with, the bigger our uh, community gets. And we just keep supporting each other. So we'll support you, Mike. Uh, You'll support us and people out there who follow along the show. Thank you for watching tonight. Thank you for watching Mike's experience. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We would love that. And uh, that's it. Don't forget, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Send us an email. DM the show. Book club. Every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Come join us if you want to talk more in these little uh, settings we have. Anything else, Leanne? Is that it? No, I think that's it. Thanks so much, Mike and Mike. Bye.